safe, healthy, prosperous. That is the will of God for you and the will of God for me. And uh, whether it feels like it is or not, (laughs) whether it seems like it is or not, we don't walk by feels like or seems like, we walk by believe. So therefore, we can go beyond what uh, it seems like. Uh, except for if you're saying, like Paul said, it seems good to me and to the Holy Ghost. Uh, because sometimes that's the easiest way to identify the leading of the Lord, is you could say, it seems good to me and to the Holy Ghost. He's not saying to my flesh. He's not saying to my mind. He's saying to my, the real me, to my spirit, it seems good to me and to the Holy Ghost that this is what we should do. And uh, so uh, you want to stay in constant Uh, conversation with the Lord, constant communion with the Lord. Uh, What is communion? It's a sweet fellowship. It's a sweet closeness that you, uh, uh, it's like your best friend. You ever have somebody that uh, maybe uh, you don't have a current best friend or maybe you do, Uh, but it's it's, um, like they said in Acts chapter four, after uh, the man at the gate beautiful was healed and all of the authorities were against them and really wanted to kill them, but they couldn't because uh, all the people knew the man at the Cape Beautiful uh, that he was crippled and they had seen him when they went in and out of the temple and uh, uh, the Bible says that um, they really couldn't do much about it. They just threatened them because of all the people would come against them. So sometimes the masses of people, uh, many times the masses of people go against uh, the plan of God and the will of God. And so, uh, but it said they they went to pray, but before they went to pray, it said they went unto their own company. And there's something about being with your own company or being with those that believe like you, that understand, that you can just be like uh, at home. And so I think for me, the greatest place that I'm at home is with the Lord uh, because uh, uh, he doesn't believe like me, but I believe like him. You know, I, I, I follow after him, and he's the perfect friend. You know, I could say anything to him. You can say anything to him about anybody. And it's not like you're even gossiping. <laughs> and it's not like he's going to get offended, or he's not going to understand what you meant, or he's not going to, you know, he understands what we mean more than we understand what we mean. <laughs> he said to me sometimes, like, uh, say that again. Uh, so I say it again. Say it again. Say it again. <laughs> I'm kind of like, oh, I was thinking that that's what I was thinking, but that's not what I was thinking. <laughs> you know, you guys know that experience, I think, where uh, I was on staff at a church in Michigan, and uh, there was a, another uh, person on staff who was really doing some ungodly things, to be honest with you. And uh, uh, I was walking in the auditorium, nobody, well, very few people were in there, we were getting ready for a service. And just on the inside of me, the scripture was quickened. You know what that means? It just was like, I looked, I want to say I looked down, but I looked to the inside and there was a scripture. And the scripture was from Philippians chapter two, all men seek their own, not the things which are Jesus Christ's. And, uh, and uh, I was like, yeah, Lord, that's right. Like, I'm like, the Lord is seeing the problem in this person just like I am. I'm like, get him, Lord. And, you know, like two or three times the Lord said, and what about you? And I was saying, no, no, we're not talking about me. We're talking about this person here, right? So uh, we make the, uh, the Lord knows every intricate detail of your life. 
and of your personality. And we make a big mistake when he speaks to us, whether it's uh, through like an inward witness, a still small voice, or we just, uh, it seems good to us and the Holy Ghost, like let's read this scripture. And we read that scripture and we think, okay, that's it. So that scripture came alive to me. All men seek their own, not just things which are Christ. But if I put my own interpretation on it and didn't look to the Lord, you know, like, so when someone's ministering to you or you're reading the word yourself, Jesus said, you don't even need that person to teach you. Really, no man can teach you. The Holy Spirit, he will teach you and guide you into all truth or all reality. And so if I just had taken that scripture and just like... Um, had a hard heart, you know, the Bible talks a lot about being hard-hearted and kind of closed myself off or had a heart of pride. Now, there was a, there was a, I'm not saying there was no pride in my response, but I was open to the Lord. And so um, then he was able to tell me more. So, you know, many times if we put our own interpretation on what God says, that's where we mess up. And we think like, well, the Lord didn't really speak to me. No, he actually spoke. You actually had a, had a knowing on the inside of this is the word of the Lord, but then you set out to do it in your own power. That's actually where so many times uh, spirit, great spiritual maturity uh, can be built upon and can, be, uh, can grow from. Because you have, if you're born again, the, the spirit of God himself lives on the inside of you. He is alive on the inside of you. And he's leading you and guiding you. You just don't realize it. Or you're not, you're more, maybe a way to, more practical, everyday way to say is, uh, we tend to be uh, more aware of other things or more conscious of other things. Yet if we'd look to our spirit, which many times we've cluttered up our, um, with uh, man's thinking and man's ideas, we've cluttered up uh, our processing power so much that the voice of the Lord is kind of like distant and indistinct. But it, it's actually right on the inside of us because he's right on the inside of us. But it's all these other things that kind of uh, uh, distract us from being able to hear clearly what he's saying. And so when, the, when uh, the word of God is spoken and you hear it and it registers on your spirit, you have like the same spirit that wrote that word is on the inside of you saying, yes, that's right. It's like a confirmation. Sometimes it feels like uh, Brother Hagin would say you're doing flips on the inside. You ever felt like that? Like you're, I see like a little spirit man like this just flipping, you know. But it's a big spirit man because it's one with the Lord. But, um, but your spirit rejoices so much and you're like, this is great. And then you go out and you go out to accomplish it in the flesh. And that's why it fails. Because you have begun in the spirit, like Paul said. You've begun this way, why did you stop? So we think like that's just like talking to, to what is it, the Galatians there, where they began uh, by faith in Christ and then they stopped. Well, you know, that can apply to every, every um, situation. In every moment, right? So I began by the Spirit because the Lord said, um, all men seek their own, not the things which are Jesus Christ. But I could have stopped. But I kept looking to him. Because when I was like, yeah, Lord. But you know, like that, yeah, Lord, like that. 
we're, we've been studying on love, that is not love. Because love does not rejoice at unrighteousness or wrongness or like, I told you so. But it rejoices when right and truth prevail. Uh, love believes the best of every person in every situation and wants to see their best. In other words, love comes around failure and weakness and defeat and lifts it up instead of like come around and point at it and say like, well, I would never do that. So um, none of that, of course, is in my notes. But it is, uh, I think, where we live so many times because you have the Spirit of God. And uh, a lot of times when he's speaking, you want to say like, oh, that just must have been, that's just a crazy thought, or that's this, or that's that. But if you really look, when the Lord speaks, he speaks in a peace that passes all understanding. The, the atmosphere in which those words are delivered is an atmosphere of total peace, resounding peace. So there's not strife, there's not contention, there's not um, self-centeredness. It is like total and utter peace that passes what you could understand in your mind. So if you're kind of like, is this from the Lord? Well, what does it bring you? Does it bring confusion? Does it bring distress? Does it make you feel more pressured? Or is it a rest? You know, if you're believing, if God spoke and then you believe God, the Bible says you enter in to rest. And it's like you can have, you know, I love, think of Jesus walking in the midst of the storm or Jesus on the ship asleep on a pillow. And the, the ship is just tossing and turning and water's caving in and flowing in and, and the disciples are like, um, should somebody wake him up? Can't he tell like we're dying here? What do he say? Oh, you that trust just very little, right? Oh, you of little faith. And he said, well, first he said, peace be still. So in the midst of any storm, in the midst of any um, pressure, if you're believing God, you can be at total and complete mind-blowing peace that you're like you're like a rock in the storm because you're standing on the rock everything else is moving everything else is shaking everything else is like being disturbed and, and overturned but, but you're stable because you're standing on him and uh there is no stability like Jesus. There is no rock like our Lord. There is no, uh, wow, praise the Lord. Can't nobody do me like Jesus. Can't nobody do me like the Lord. Do you know that? Do you understand that? In other words, no one does to me what Jesus does. Amen. There is something about Jesus that when you get to know him, he is the most unselfish, yes. life-giving, yes. love-giving, yes. light-giving, 
hope-giving, faith-giving being. He is the way, the truth, and the life. If he is the way, you know, Psalms talk so much about being in the way. Not like uh, you're in the way so I can't walk through here. (laughs) But in the way of the Lord. Walking in the way. Uh, Psalm 119. In the way of the Lord. And Jesus is the way. In other words, way, what is way? Well, it's your manner of life. It's your journey of life. It's what you're going through. And so you walk in the way, and it is the way of God and the way of the Lord. And so if you walk with Jesus, you will always walk in the way. And you will always walk in the truth, and you will always walk in the light. So you won't be uh, confused, and you won't be wondering, is this the right way to go, and is this the right step to take? Because his, the entrance of his words gives you light. So you come into a place where it's, it's, it's unknown, and you could say it's kind of dark to you. Well, if you come into that place with the light of the word, well, then you've got like a floodlight. So you know, like, uh, you know how to step. You know how to like take these steps so that you don't trip and you don't fall. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. So as we worship the Lord with our giving today, let's just do just that. Let's worship him. You know, uh, over in Philippians chapter four. It says, uh, verse 6, Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, make your request known to God. In everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. Be careful for nothing. Amplified says, Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. Any Anything. Don't fret about that. Don't, don't have anxiety about that. Don't let that um, get you stirred up. Because what happens? Well, that, that's, that's a fear, really. And when that fear comes on you, that is the devil's tool to try to force you into something that you were never made for. It's a tool to try to force you into acting in ways that you were never designed to act and to carry loads that you are not designed to carry. We are Christ in the earth, but we are not to carry the burden. We're to roll the burden over on him because he cares for us, about us what affectionately and for us watchfully. In other words, when he thinks of you, he thinks of you with great love and affection and desire. And he's watching out for you. He's watching out for every situation that what we think are big and what we think are little. And sometimes our mind is totally backwards in that. <laughs> you know, it's the little foxes that spoil the vine. So we think, oh, it's this big thing. Here's the big problem. This is what happened, you know. Brother Hagen, pastored, when he pastored a church, one of the churches he pastored, they had like um, uh, just like a service with... Uh, Signs, wonders, and miracles. A special guest minister came in. And 
after that year was up, it was a year, and he had, uh, I think, three or four ministers in, and he asked his church, he said, hey, what, what do you guys think was the greatest uh, service we had this year? And they all said, this signs, wonders, and miracles. People being healed, people being set free. He said, no. He said, the most significant service that we had all year was this guy that came in. Because when he spoke, and they're like, well, he was kind of boring. He said, well, when he spoke the word, he planted seeds that made this possible. So God doesn't look as a man looks. As we will judge things and say like, you know, uh, Jesus himself, uh, you know, went about teaching, preaching, and healing. And we think, I'm going to do the works that Jesus did because Jesus said that we would. And so then we say, like, it is therefore uh, healing and miracles are what I'm going to do, and that's the works of Jesus. And if I'm not doing those, I'm not doing the works of Jesus. That's not the Bible. That is true, those are the works of Jesus. That is true, these signs shall follow them that believe. But also it is true uh, that he taught the word and he preached the word. Kenneth Hagin said, he said, the greatest miracles I have ever seen in my ministry are just under teaching of the word. People would have some of the greatest physical healings and miracles because they heard the word and received it. Nobody laid hands on them. Uh, you know, uh, nothing spectacular like we would say happened except for they were supernaturally healed. He sent his word and healed us and delivered us and set us free. You will know the truth and the truth will set you free or make you free. But it's the knowing of the truth. Okay, be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts, I like, I don't know which translation, but it says, guard your hearts and minds uh, through Christ Jesus. So the peace of God doesn't guard your heart and mind through me, through you, through another person, except the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, you know, if you want to have a good life, get to know Jesus. If you want to be born again, get to know Jesus. If you want to be filled with the Holy Ghost, get to know Jesus. If you want to be healed, get to know Jesus. He is the healer. If you want to live, you know, uh, the spirit of the Lord, Jesus said, quoting Isaiah, he, he stood, went in the synagogue, stood up to read, and he opened the uh, place where it is written, the spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me. To preach the first thing he said, uh, the gospel to the poor. Literally, the word poor means those that are bowed over and cowed over. And you know, that is your condition if you don't have enough money to meet your needs. You're like burdened down. Well, the way that you're going to get unburdened is, first of all, to take the worry that that pressure brings and get rid of it because you cannot receive from God when you're holding that worry. You got to get what's in your hands out of your hands so that you have hands and a life that's open to receive everything that Jesus is and has done. Amen. He's the way, the truth, and the life. He said, I have come that you might have life. He said, the devil has come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Yeah. Well, 
uh, worrying about your finances and being under a load of poverty actually is killing you, stealing from you, and destroying you. That is not the plan of God or the will of God. His plan is that we prosper and be in health, even as our soul prospers. So if, so if you want to know how you should live in your physical body and how you should live in your finances, well, how do you believe you should live as the new creation? Do you think you should be lacking? Do you think you should be, uh, um, uh, what, what, what's that word? Um, pushed down? Do you think you should be sick? Are you sick spiritually? When you are born again, are you sick spiritually? Are you, do you have like imperfection in your spirit? Did, did God himself, does he not have the ability when he makes a new creature to make them uh, as pure and holy and righteous? If we are the righteousness of God in Christ, that's not the righteousness of me or you. That's the righteousness that is birthed of God or righteousness that comes from God. And my God is a perfect God and a sinless God and a holy God and things that come from him do not have defect. Amen. He didn't make a defective new creature. He made a pure, holy, righteous, holy, ghost-filled new creature. Or really, not Holy Ghost filled because you get filled afterwards, but a container made by the Spirit of God in union with the Spirit of God, able to contain the very outworking of the power of God in the earth called the fullness of the Holy Ghost. Wait until you be filled with power from on high, Jesus said. After the Holy Spirit has come on you, then you'll be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to every, the farthest points of the earth. You know, a witness just doesn't say, hey, have you heard of Jesus? Do you know that Jesus uh, came uh, and died for your sins and for your sicknesses and for your poverty and for every part of the curse? And he rose again. God raised him from the dead. Now he sits on high. Well, that's good to communicate uh, that event, that's called the gospel message. And if you communicate that um, the way it ought to be communicated, the same power uh, when you speak that is present the moment it's spoken because the, the um, resurrection event is an eternal event. We saw it show up in the realm of time, but it always existed in the mind of God, in reality. The, the true realm, the kingdom of God, that was always, always present, always true, always in existence. He was as a lamb slain before the foundation of the earth, of the world. So he was already as a lamb slain before God even made the world. But to be a witness, yet, I don't know how long you've lived here in this area or if you ever lived in New York City area, but I will tell you, after 9-11 happened, Uh, I didn't even, at, this, at that time, I didn't even live in this area. But still to this day, when I see a plane in a large city flying a little too low, it affects me. <laughs> and I wasn't personally in either of those, any of those three places, right? But because I witnessed that, how I live is a little different. And I can imagine if I was right at, you know, ground zero or at the Pentagon or some other place, it would affect me even in greater ways. I'd be even more aware. 
Well, we are to, to be a witness because of what we have seen and experienced. In other words, yes, yes, it is, we speak the gospel, but our life is a living gospel. So he said, you'll receive power to be a witness for me after the Holy Ghost comes on you. So you'll, you'll receive power to live a whole different kind of life after the Holy Spirit comes on you. Have you ever looked at your life and you, you're born again and you, you look at your life and you say like, whoa, what is this? Like, um, why am I having trouble living the way that I know my spirit wants to live, I really want to live, but I'm not doing it? because you're not living full of the Holy Ghost. Jude 20 says, um, but my beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, verse 21, keeping yourselves in the love of God. There's something about, well, (laughs) there's something about being full of the Holy Ghost that makes you full of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> well, what, what does that mean? If you get full of the Holy Ghost, you don't have space to be full of yourself. When, when I'm full of the Holy Ghost, it affects my mind, my will, my emotions, my body. Like my body language is not like, oh. but my body language is like this. Because you, you get full of God. Even the earth, the earth, Psalm, Psalms, was it 19 or 18, says that even the earth declares the glory of God and the existence of God. And it says, it says um, that it's like uh, the sun that's set in the heavens, that it's like a bridegroom coming out of his chamber the morning after his wedding. And it rejoices as it's coming up like a strong man to run a race. He's like, give me this mountain. And that the heat that the sun produces affects all things on the earth as it guards the day. And it says that this declares God. All right, so... And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Do you know where your, like the number one location of attack of the enemy is the mind? The devil like uses your, 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 your unrenewed mind and then he'll put thoughts in your mind and then he'll try to say like, that's your thought. You know how many people commit suicide that think that that's their thought? Mm-hmm. That that thought did not come from them? That that thought came from a demon from the pit of hell uh, who is on assignment to steal, to kill, and to destroy? Yeah. Yeah. That's true. You know how many people like, get messed up sexually because little thoughts come? Like at uh, formative years and formative times, like... Well, uh, they just don't like you. You're supposed to like, uh, you know, that sex or this sex or whatever. 
I mean, we're not battling against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and the rulers of the darkness of this world. And principalities uh, and powers and the rulers of darkness of this world are like the reverse order of authority in the demonic realm. After that, let's read verse 8. Finally, brethren, what things soever are true, <laughs> what things soever are honest, what things soever are just, what things soever are pure, what things soever are lovely, uh, what, whatsoever of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, this is what you're supposed to think on. So you have no business. It is, it is uh, contrary to the word, and it is disobedience to the word to let yourself, yeah, I said, to let yourself think on those things that are not lovely, noble, pure, praiseworthy, of good report. It might be true, but is it, is it pure? And um, crowds of people and, um, um, yeah, the crowd will, like, try to keep you out of that. They'll try to keep you out of that type of thinking. Because the crowd wants to find someone that did something wrong, someone that's guilty, because uh, human fleshly nature apart from God says, like, oh, it's somebody else's fault, or it's my fault, or, you know, somebody... <clears throat> I was in a meeting one time with some ministers, and I went to go into the meeting, and... Uh, this person said, it's a long time ago, and, uh, wow, and so uh, someone said, uh, well, someone has to pay with their job is what they were saying. Somebody has to pay for this. Somebody has to pay for this. And I thought, which scripture is that? Well, it's the scripture that Jesus paid it all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I should have said that, but I guess I didn't. I probably was a little bit stirred up. All right. <laughs> Those things which you have learned and received and heard and seen in me do. Yeah. This, is, this is Paul writing. Like, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? Well, just look at Paul. As he followed Christ, you follow him. He said, Those things which you have learned, I hope you learned something, and received and heard and seen in me do. And the God of peace will be with you. Praise. In other words, I have learned, I'm not speaking this for someone that has not lived this kind of life. I have learned this. I learned this floating in the water <laughs> in perils of the deep. Yeah. I learned this through shipwreck. I learned this through snake bite. I, learned, <laughs> I mean, it seemed like everywhere I go, there's something else coming after me. Everywhere I go, there's something else trying to, you know, I must... You know, uh, he must not have been in the will of God, right? Because there's always bad stuff happening to Paul. So I know the reason that this is happening to me is because I'm not in the will of God. That's not the Bible. That is your, 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 your flesh crying out and your reason trying to understand. Your reason cannot understand those things, spiritual things, because they're spiritual. Your spirit can understand. That's why Paul said for the Ephesians, I pray that you would have a spirit of wisdom and understanding or wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ and in the knowledge of your inheritance in him. Like, like, like what comes with the package and what is he like? 
I'm loving, like lately, my favorite way to pray that is that uh, I might have a spirit of wisdom and revelation in knowing you. And then I amplify it and I say, and, and knowing uh, your thoughts and knowing like your, your um, attitude and in knowing like being acquainted with your love and being acquainted with your mercy and being acquainted with your grace and being acquainted with your light and, and, and your power and all of your mightiness and everything that you work, like uh, the gentleness and the severity of God, like everything about him, like he's pretty awesome. You should get to know him. <laughs> Do you know you can? You can, actually, you can actually be more conscious of the presence of God inside of you. I'm married, so then my wife sleeping in the bed next to me. More tangible, more touchable. No, not as flesh touches flesh. But I mean more real. But I rejoiced, verse 10, but I rejoiced in the Lord greatly, and now at last, at, no, thank you, Lord. But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at the last your care for me has flourished. Who? Are you guys reading that? Again, wherein you were also careful, but you lacked opportunity. In the margin of my Bible where it says, has flourished again, says that your care for me is revived. Mm. Whoo! <laughs> All right. Whoa. Whoa. Say backwards. Ow. Okay. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatever state I am, therefore, to be content. I know both how to be abased and how to abound. Yeah. Do you know you have to learn how to have uh, not enough and be content in the provision of God and how to have too much and be content in the provision of God? Do you understand that? Like James, uh, to me, the best verse for that is James said, let patience have her perfect work that you may be complete and entire wanting nothing. Who yeah. nothing. Like I want nothing. I'm lacking nothing. You can be that when you have, that way financially when you have, uh, you, you're having trouble figuring out how you're gonna spend all the money. But you can be that way when you're trying to figure out how you're gonna pay all the bills. Because why? Patience have her perfect work. Because why? Well, you've learned how to take every care, every anxiety. Do you know sometimes you get a lot of money and then people, like family or people, are like fake with you? <laughs> oh, how you been? <laughs> I've been thinking about you. No, you've been thinking about the money. And you, got the money, and you. <laughs> OK. 
Okay, verse 12. I know both, oh, I said that, both how to be abased and how to abound everywhere and in all things. I am instructed, bo- instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. And that's why you can't do all things, because you're not doing it through Christ who strengthens you. You're trying to do it through your, <laughs> what you know of the Bible, what you know of this and you know of that. It's like when I think of healing. Like, you don't really want to know about healing. You want to know the healer. You want to know him. Like, like Paul said in, in, in Philippians 3.10, that I may know him. And the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. It reminds me of the prayer in Ephesians 3. Oh, that you may know, have a spirit of wisdom and revelation in knowing God. Wow. A spirit of wisdom and revelation in knowing God. You know, you can get a spirit of wisdom and revelation and you have revelation of the word, revelations, and you start to see things, you get understanding. But what about when you get a spirit of wisdom and revelation in such operation that you just, all those words that have light shine on them that you didn't see before, all of those words speak to you of him. Then you start to read the word and you see Jesus in Genesis and you see Jesus in Exodus and you see Jesus in Leviticus and you see Jesus in Deuteronomy and on and on and on and on. And then you're like, Paul, that I may know him. Like all that Paul wrote, all that Paul, under the, under the uh, inspiration of the Holy Ghost on Paul, all that he penned and all that he wrote and all that he spoke and he said, that I may know him. So you can have some revelation and you can write down some revelation and you can understand some things, but you want to understand him and you want to become acquainted with him and you want to be intimate with him and you want to be close with him. Enoch got so close to God that he just, whoo! What'd they say? They said, he's, uh, the Lord said, well, I guess my house is closer than yours, so let's just go there. Actually, that scripture says that Enoch walked with God and had sons and daughters. You have to have sex to have sons and daughters. <laughs> that means he wasn't all like, Hoo-hoo. do you understand? Like he, he was, a, he was a, a man, a human man. So what I'm saying is, uh, God wants to be in the middle of every aspect of your life. Not a, not a, there's not a separateness. If you're, if you're living the Christian life that really is, it is a life which interacts in every realm, but its actuation and its animation is birthed from God himself. So you're like at work. Yeah, like your life is over in every aspect so that Christ can now live. So that when you're looking 
You know, that business should be a better business because you're there. They should make more money because you're there. They should be more prosperous because you're there. But the only way that's going to be is if you, you let the, the Spirit of God smear and anoint you so that when you come, you come with a breath of another world, like air from another world, like on a hot and humid day when a fresh wind blows in, it's so refreshing and so, like you just feel like large. You know, you have, like a psalmist said, you have enlarged my steps under me that I should not slip. Like you, you come into a large place. The Lord, uh, David said, you've brought me into a large place. That you're not in some, some little place, but you're in a large place. Notwithstanding, verse 14, this is right after I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And so I said all that just to say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. <laughs> and the reason is because, uh, uh, you know, we even have our kids quote that scripture all the time. And uh, it's a wonderful scripture. But, uh, and it can be used in many contexts. But the context in which it's written is financial anxiety. Notwithstanding, you have done well that you did communicate with my affliction. In other words, I had lack and you gave. Now you Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but you only. For even in Thessalonica, you sent once again uh, to my necessity, not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. But I have all and abound, and I am full, having received from Epaphroditus the things that were sent from you, an odor of a sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable and well-pleasing to God. But my God shall supply all of your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Now unto God and our Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Salute every saint in Christ Jesus. The brethren which are with me greet you. All the saints salute you, chiefly they that are of Caesar's household. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Go back to verse 15. No church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but you only. You know, there is a grace of giving and receiving. We talk about in Philippians that you can enter into this grace also as you abound in, 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 uh, in well, we should maybe turn there. As you abound, First uh, Corinthians chapter 8, excuse me, Second Corinthians chapter 8. Verse 7, therefore, as you abound in everything, in faith, in utterance, in knowledge, in diligence, in your love toward us, see to it that you abound in this grace also. That's the grace of giving and receiving. You know, there's a grace of giving and receiving, and the grace of giving and receiving doesn't just have to be limited to financial things. 
there is a grace of giving and receiving. And if you think about it, God is the God of grace. And he, he Romans chapter five, uh, verse five, uh, and hope does not disappoint us or make us ashamed because the love of God has been poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. The love of God has been poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. How did Jesus say that the world would know us? By our, say it out loud, by our, by our, by our, and what is that love? It is the love of God. Jesus said, or um, uh, I think Peter by the Holy Ghost said, why do we love? Because we were first loved. That's called giving, that's receiving and giving love. So what happens when you're born again? You receive the very life and nature of God himself. So if you're not acquainted with him and with his nature and with his love and with his power, how in the world do you expect to effectively and as a lifestyle give it to others? Was it Paul said? Those things which we have seen and heard and received of the word of God, these we declare to you. That I may know him. So you don't have to like figure out like, oh, is it this scripture or this scripture or this scripture or this? Now that's really good. You want to feed on the word, but you want to bring Jesus wherever you go. You want to bring Jesus in your own personal life when, when, when mentally uh, there are so many things coming against your mind that you're overwhelmed. You want to say, oh, I'm going to look to Jesus, the author and the finisher of my faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross. And if he endured the cross, well, then I don't even have to like endure this. I can just take this and roll it over on him, take all of, all of the uh, pressure and all of the anxiety and all of the trouble and just roll it on him. And then I'm going to live in this peace that passes understanding. So when I go to the east, I'm walking in peace. And when I go to the west, I don't know if I'm doing this, I'm walking in peace. And if I go to the north, I'm walking in peace. If I go to the south, I'm walking in peace. Every direction is flooded with peace. So that's why Paul in the midst of everything that was happened to him, he said what? You know, he's, he's, he's what, before King Agrippa? And he's, you know, in chains, and he's testifying of the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, you know, I was just living a normal life, killing a bunch of Christians. I was actually pretty good at it. And then all of a sudden, I had a vision, a light from above, shone. And in that light was Jesus Christ. And he turned my life upside down. Things I used to do and used to be so proud of, I am just embarrassed of now. In fact, I think I'm the least of all the believers because I did these things. But all the things, everything I had gathered up, everything I had experienced, I count it as dung. That is poop for you little guys. Like he's saying, it's dirty, it's nasty. But, but this is stuff that the world would say like, oh, like you, you studied under Gamaliel? Like one of the greatest scholars, Bible scholars of the time? And he said, I take that knowledge and I say, that's like poop. Some things you have to explain to visitors, other things you have to explain to the children. So I ripped my body. 
Bible. Praise the Lord. Okay. So Paul said, in that state, in that place, he said, I count myself a happy man. He'd be like, a lot of times in our life, we'd be like, man, I must have done something wrong. My ministry is over. No. Like, uh, we have that same spirit of faith. The same spirit of faith that David had when he ran at Goliath. I mean, he ran at destruction and defeat. Because why? He wasn't looking at his own ability. He said, how dare you defy my God? Why? Well, because David, David was a shepherd boy. And as a shepherd boy, he was even anointed of God, but it wasn't like till 20 years later that he actually became king. And so he's out there with the sheep, but he is with the Lord. He is ministering to the Lord. He is singing to the Lord. He is, he is learning the ways of God. He is learning the secret place of the Most High. And that's where he learned to live from. Well, sometimes we get called and we get anointed and we're like, okay, uh, bring it on. But the Lord's like, all right. You just got baptized in the River Jordan. Now the Spirit's going to come on you. You were full of the Spirit. And the, uh, Jesus was full of the Spirit. And then what happened when he was full of the Spirit? He was led into the wilderness. <laughs> to be tempted of the devil, 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 devil. Tested and tried. Whoo! Jesus is the word. Psalm 119 says, your word has been tested and tried and been found to be pure. Jesus was tested and tried and found to be pure. Lacking any impurity. Lacking any imperfection. Lacking any defect. He was in all points tempted as we are yet without sin that he might be able to succor those also that are tempted. Now that does not mean like suck on a sucker. That means he's touched with the, the feelings of our inabilities to produce results or the weakness of our flesh. He, he felt the weakness of the flesh. He felt the desire to, to yield to wrong things. But he didn't. He conquered them. Yeah. Not to set himself apart so that we could say like, I am just a loser because I keep failing at this. No, he did it because he knew we couldn't. He did it because he loved us. Because he thought of us. He didn't need this whole gig. He was doing pretty good up in heaven. But he said, you know what? I'm going to lay down my mighty power and glory and become as a mere man. God himself, perfection in personification, said, I'm going to put on weakness so that my life can flow through that. 
Do you understand that? Do you under- mm. Praise the Lord. So Paul, in the midst of all of that, said, I am a happy man. I'm a happy man. You know that the joy of the Lord is your strength? It's like hard to just not speak in tongues right now. The joy of the Lord is your strength? If you feel like you're weak, ask yourself, am I yielding to the joy? You know, joy is a fruit of the born-again, recreated human spirit. It's right after love. Love, a joy. Peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and self-control. So there is, there is, there is a giving and receiving in the things of God. God gave Christ and he received all of us. Hallelujah. He wants a family. He wanted a family from the beginning. Hallelujah. Dave, can you come up here? Do you know the song? Uh, maybe you know it too, Jessica. I don't know. I, I don't want to put anybody on the spot, but I would like to sing that song, Peace, Peace, Wonderful Peace. Do you know that song? If you don't know it, then I'll have to sing it, and we'll just have to believe God that it's not horrible. <laughs> peace, peace, wonderful peace coming down from the Father above. Let's all stand. Wash over my spirit. Forever I pray in fathomless billows of is it love or grace? Yeah, it love. Peace, peace, wonderful peace coming down. Let's all close our eyes and let's sing that together while he's figuring it out. And if he gets it, then we'll peace, peace, wonderful peace. Coming down from the Father above. Wash over my spirit. Wash over my spirit. Forever I pray. Ever I pray. In fathomless billows of love. Fathomless billows of love. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Wonderful peace coming down from the Father above. Wash over my spirit forever, I pray, in fathomless billows of love. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Do you have another one or you have that one? Either one? I got it. Okay, let's do it. You can sing it, yeah. You You can sing it. You want me to sing it? Yeah. Okay. (laughs)
All right. Peace, wonderful peace coming down from the Father above. I'm taking you way back, huh? Sweep over my spirit forever, I pray. In fathomless billows of love. Sing that one more time. That was beautiful. Vitresu avandre kisi dopo rededa setande credeso obandre eleredoso. So there is a love that comes from God, and that love is not as a, a man or a woman would love without the Lord within. But that love is a love that would actually surround and overshadow you and provide protection and provide shelter from all of the stresses and all of the troubles and all of the anxieties that would try to come at you like a dart full of fire, that would try to penetrate. But those, those fiery darts and those things, as you walk in faith and love, come to nothing and come to naught. Those things cannot have a place in you if you're not full of fear and full of fright. But those things actually become stepping stones that you rise above. For I have made you more than conquerors through my son and through my love. And I have caused you to be the head and not the tail. So don't act like you are less than a person, less than a human. Don't act like you are made to be under circumstances. No, I've made you for dominion. I've made you to rise above and to come up higher. I've made you to walk in my love. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let's just wait another minute in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Oh, you are good. Your mercies. You are the God of mercy. You are the God. The God that chose us. The God that found us when we were lost. The God that came and made a way where there was no way. You are the one. 
You are worthy of our worship. You are worthy of our praise. You are worthy, worthy of us to look upon you, to, to bow before you. You are worthy. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the price that you paid. Thank you for the plan. The plan. Your plan. Thank you for the plan. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Rejoicing, adoro, esero, alaro, robese, quiero, sibora dese, le roto sumare. And so full of joy and full of rejoicing, your, your lips and your mouth and your countenance actually change. And instead of being downcast and, and full of fret and full of, um, what's he? What is that, Lord? <laughs> full of despair. Then your, your, your head is held high. And you look up and you see on the horizon, on the horizon of the time of your life, you see the great joy that's set before you. You see the great plan and the purpose of God that's laid out before you. And you don't think, oh, I wish I'd done this and I wish I'd done that. But you just yield unto the Holy Ghost and you let him live through you. You let him speak through you. Let him think through you. And you'll find that your path, your path that seemed so difficult before, your path that you didn't know which way to go and which, which door to walk through, the path actually is laid out right in front of you. Step by step, step by step, step by step, so that as you walk, there is more revealed as, as, you, as you receive the light there is more light as you receive direction there's even clearer direction and, and more stability in your path so that you're not confused and you're not shaken and you're not moved by the things of the world but you walk with surety of purpose and surety of life and assurance full assurance of faith in your life hallelujah praise the lord hallelujah Hallelujah. If you are here this morning and you need uh, prayer for anything and you'd like us to pray for you, I want you to come down right now and uh, we will agree with you, lay hands on you and minister to you by the Holy Ghost. Uh, the Spirit of the Lord knows exactly your life situation, knows exactly what you're going through, what's happening. And... Uh, uh, <laughs> He wants to set you free. Amen. He wants to see you, oh wow, with a life that really is like a full, expansive life. Yes. Full, expansive life. Not expensive, expansive. <laughs> that's big, that's wide. <laughs> but it was very costly. Amen. It cost the life of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. Hallelujah. Paul said, uh, be being filled with the Spirit of God. He laid our hands on people to be filled with the Holy Ghost. You know, you can have one initial infilling, but you can have refilling. So if you'd like to be uh, filled and filled again with the Spirit of the Lord, uh, you can come up as well and we'll uh, lay hands on you. And the Holy Ghost will come on you and uh, fill you fresh. Fill you fresh. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak. You'd be filled speaking. 
So you can also be filled, if you don't know how to be filled again, you just speak like you did before. You speak in other tongues. And all of a sudden, that mighty river, that, that mighty river uh, of utterance will, will just come in like a flood. And um, you'll be filled again. And then you just keep doing that. That's just as your lifestyle. You just live, live full of him. So if that's you uh, and you like, just come on down. Come on down. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just stand right over there. Hallelujah. Anybody else? Wonderful peace coming down from the Father above. Wash over my spirit forever, I pray. In fathomless billows of love. If you're here and you've never been filled with the Holy Spirit, then I want you to come down if you'd like to be filled. You don't have to be filled. The things of God, uh, the Holy Spirit's a perfect gentleman. He doesn't force you to receive anything. He just invites you. He just makes every hindrance removed from the way so that you can live a full, healthy, prosperous life. Hallelujah. i mm-hmm. 
coming down from the Father above. Sweep over my spirit forever, I pray. In fathomless billows of love. Right, you can keep playing quietly if you want. I want to read you this, and then we will be finished. Um, and as I'm doing that, if you would uh, pass the, uh, we'll receive, uh, worship the Lord with our giving. Um, somebody said, what you, what you doing that for? I said, well, uh, it's actually one of the greatest acts of worship. You worship the Lord in tithes and offerings. Worship the Lord by uh, giving such a way to draw near. Smith Wigglesworth said, it is wonderful to be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit and for him to serve his own purposes through us. Through our lips, divine utterances flow. Our hearts rejoice and our tongues are glad. It's an inward power that's manifested in outward expression. Jesus Christ is glorified. As your faith in him is quickened or comes alive from within you, there will flow rivers of living water. Like Jesus said, on the great day of the feast, he stood up. I love this picture. He stood up, and they'd been observing this feast for year after year after year. And he got up and on the steps of the temple, and what they would do is they'd have big, uh, big vases of water, and they would pour them out. And that water would pour out of those big vessels, and it would cascade down the steps. Jesus got up on that day, the great day, and he shouted. He said, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water, but this spoke he of the Spirit. And so you have that vivid imagery of the water cascading down as the coming of the Spirit of God that you would have rest and refreshing and infilling. Okay, uh, so out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. The Holy Spirit will pour, pour through you like a great river of life and thousands will be blessed because you are a yielded channel through whom the Spirit may flow. The most important thing, the one thing that counts is to see that you are filled with the Holy Spirit, filled to overflowing. Anything less than this is displeasing to God. We are commanded by God to be filled with the Spirit, and in the measure that you lack this, you are that far short of the plan of God. In other words, the plan of God for our life as a believer is that we are filled with the Spirit so that we're not just living in our own strength or, or trying to walk out our own plans, but we live life out of the strength of God. And that strength of God yielded to from your own spirit will set you above all of those problems that keep dogging your tracks. All of those things that keep trying to pull you back. When you're full of the Spirit of God, that's when you begin to experience the life of God in tangible reality. Okay. The Lord wants us to move from faith to faith, from glory to glory, from fullness to overflowing. 
it's not good for us to always be thinking in the past tense. Rather, we should be moving on to the place where we dare to believe God. You know, when you're full of the Holy Spirit, you will dare to believe God because you're just too full to think a natural thought. (laughs) A natural thought will come and you're like... at impossibilities it might be impossible you think it's impossible to give up that worry you think it's impossible to not just just get all upset about that you think it's impossible not to cuss you think it's impossible not to just get upset and frustrated well it is impossible for the power of your flesh apart from God but with God filled with God looking to him All things shall be possible to him that believeth. Jesus even said, he said, don't be amazed that this fig tree withered from the roots. He said, you know how I did it? Do you know how he did it? He said, I had faith in God. Whatever I see my father do, that's what I do. Whatever I hear him say, that's what I do. So he said, he said, oh, you know what that is? They marveled. Like, what what happened? He said, faith in God. That's called faith in God. That's called like not thinking of myself. That's like connecting with God and speaking. Faith in God. Woo. We got to go, don't we? He... <laughs> Thank you, Lord. He... he has declared that after the Holy Spirit comes on you, we will have power. So that's, what, that's exactly what the Holy Ghost has been saying. If you're like, I don't understand how this could be possible. How could this be possible? It is not with a man's flesh possible, but it is with the Spirit of God. It is possible, it is probable, and it is reality. Jesus said, remember, okay, like think if you had Jesus in life and Jesus was walking with you, he took and he went to your job with you. Like, well, Jesus, if you're just standing next to me, you just tell me, okay, I'll do this. You, 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 I would just be peaceful if I could just be holding your hand while I'm going through this test or this trial. He said, no, 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 I don't want you going through it. I want you riding over it, right? And so we, Jesus said, though, he said, he said, it is better for you that I go away because if I don't go, the one that causes inner strength that goes beyond you to turn and face the storm and stand as a conqueror over all these things cannot come. But if I go, I'm sending him to you. And if I send him to you, this is life. I have come that you might have life and have it more abundant. So I came so you could live. But if I don't go, that life's not coming inside of you. And that life's not coming on you. So I'm going to go, and now I will live in you through my spirit. Hallelujah. 
I believe there is an avalanche of power from God to be apprehended if we will but catch the vision. We can understand Christ only we can understand Christ fully only as we are filled and overflowing with the spirit of God. You understand, like, you can't say, like, I want Jesus, but I don't want the Holy Ghost. Because Jesus said, the Spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, that he would take the things of mine and show it, reveal it, open it up, make it real to you. So you cannot get any closer to Jesus than you are to the Holy Spirit. Do you understand? The Holy Spirit, he's the one that recreates you. In Christ Jesus. Jesus is the door. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And when the Holy Ghost comes in you, we're talking about the Spirit of Christ coming on the inside of you. So he's not just beside you, whispering in your ear. He's on the inside. And if you, if you yield yourself to him that's on the inside, your life is lived through him. So you don't have to try to figure out, like, how do I do this? Okay, our only safeguard from dropping back into the natural minds from which we can never get anything is to be filled and filled again with the Spirit of God. I have dropped back in my natural mind at times. And it's a difficult place. It's a frustrating place. But <laughs> when, you, when you yield to the Holy Spirit and you stay full of Him... <laughs> your life is full of dancing and rejoicing every day is give me this mountain because you're not even conquering the mountain for yourself then you're conquering it for Jesus mm. almost done The reason that I emphasize the importance of being filled with the Holy Spirit is I want to get you beyond all human plans and thoughts and into the fullness of the vision, into the full revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ. The more you stay full of the Holy Spirit, the more precious Jesus is to you. You experience his tenderness, his gentleness, his power. Uh, every aspect. Okay, let's let's stand and we'll pray, and then we will be dismissed. And um, we'll just pick up here next week or midweek or whatever. We just live here. We just settle down and live here. Let's just live with the Lord living on the inside of us, conscious of His presence. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, we thank you. We thank you for Your Word. Oh, thank you. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Is there anything else you want us to do before we go? Kaya. Hallelujah. I'm going to speak this over us and then we will be dismissed. You're not made to walk in darkness, but you are made to walk in light.
Don't try to live your life through the darkness that the world could bring, even though it may be quite enticing and quite comfortable, but walk out in the life of light that my spirit would bring. Look unto him. It's not, it's not like a weird thing. It's not like a crazy thing. He is on the inside of you. You've been made for this. You've actually been made for this day and for this hour. So don't try to look to, to, to people of the past or people of the future, but look to me that is on the inside. For these days have been ordained for you to walk in and these days have been ordained for you to be more than a conqueror in so that you're not just going through life and wondering what I missed or why can I not go this way or why can I not do that? But you're actually walking full of life and full of light. That you're able to be a vessel that I can flow through, that I can move through, that I can speak through, and that I can use. That in, in your everyday life and your everyday walk, that you walk full of me and you walk so full of me that you find yourself stepping out of your natural limitations and your natural um, proclivities that you would normally not be that bold or you'd normally not step out in that way or you'd normally not even be that tender. But you yield unto me and you find, oh, before you even realize that you're unconsciously led and unconsciously moving and unconsciously walking walking by my spirit. For I am able to use you as a vessel unto honor because you've been prepared. You've been prepared by feeding on my word. You've been prepared by yielding unto me and unto my spirit. And so you're quite acquainted with the ways of my spirit. And so being acquainted with the ways of my spirit, you walk out and you don't walk as another normal human being would walk, but you walk as one that is full of life because they are full of God. They are full of power because they are full of God. They are full of uh, peace because they are full of God. And so even those that walk in distress and walk in fear, they might not say, they might not communicate, but they shall see and they shall know. There's a stability that goes beyond anything I've ever seen, anything I've ever experienced, and the joy that's in them. They're so full of joy every time. I know they have troubles. I know they have trials. Oh, but they're so full of joy and so full of freedom. I want that and I need that. And then the door open, you shall speak and you'll declare and you'll even say things they might not be aware, but you'll speak things that'll actually open up the realms of heaven and the windows of heaven in those lives. And you'll see chains, like chains, like bondage, break off and fall away. Even at words, you may even be surprised as you speak and as you say, because you've yielded unto me in the Holy Ghost way. You'll say, oh, I didn't even know I was going to say that. Did I say that? Is that what I said? And you'll see great light and great freedom because that's my plan for all my children. That as you walk and as you talk, you speak my word inspired by my spirit with the Holy Ghost, that my word, then I can confirm my word for your words I'll not confirm, but my words I will confirm. I shall confirm, and I always confirm my word. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen, 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 amen.